Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm your host as always, Aaron Pym, and I'm the host and producer of the Sex Positive Bedpost Variety Show uh, that we run. It's a stage show we run here in Toronto twice a month. And here at the podcast, I have um, performers and presenters from my stage show and beyond come into the studio to have a more in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality with me. And this week, I have a really special guest returning to the podcast, sex writer, Kate Sloan. Hey, thanks for having me back. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? I love you. (laughs) I love you too. I follow you. I listen to you like crazy. Um, You're also a podcaster of, quite honestly, my favorite podcast. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. (laughs) Like Legit. (laughs) Listening to it on the way here. Um, oh, that's so cute. Love it. Yeah, the Dildorks. <laughs> the Dildorks, yes. yes. And I, you... I still love our name. It just gives me great joy to say it. You know what? And everyone I say that name to is like, great name. <laughs> Thank you. Like... I hate when people think it's called the Dildo Dorks. I'm no! like, no, we're witty. Come on. That's like, um, you know, you know, <laughs> when we were young, I feel like we're around the same age. Um, so delicious. Do you mm-hmm. remember these little soda gummy fruit snack things no and they're but... called soda licious okay they're in the shape of soda and they right. taste like root beer and whatnot and whatnot and my mom would always call it soda delicious no no <laughs> she couldn't not <laughs> it's soda delicious no no love a good portmanteau yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, oh man, we have a bunch of fun things that we want to hit on. So many things. With you. Yeah, I don't even know if we're going to get through them. Um, but one thing that I, the thing I might be most excited to talk to you about is Hypno King. Okay, I thought you were going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody like, wants to know about the Hypno King. Yes, yeah. yeah. I, I listened to a podcast on it and uh, since then have just been like, so wanting to have someone speak on it. I know you're not an expert, yeah. but I also know that you, you're you somebody that really seeks out all the information possible mm-hmm. uh, before you do a thing and leading up to do a thing, and I'm sure during and after you do yeah. the thing as yeah. well. Um, and uh, you've been kind of, that's something that you has come across you and your yeah. sex life in the past like year or so, right? It's actually only been like a couple of months. I started dating someone new a couple months ago who told me after like our first date that that was his biggest kink. And biggest? I was like, yeah, his like number one kink. And I was like, well, that's interesting. I've never met anyone who's into that, uh, to my knowledge. Um, so he actually, the first time he tranced me was actually an accident. Um he he oh. had sent me all these videos of him winking because I have a wink kink, which is a whole other thing. <laughs> but uh, I was watching these videos of him winking because I had like lined them up in quick time so that they were all side by side and they were all like looping. So it was just like four winks wink, in a row. Wink, 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 wink. And I was like, what can we do with this? This is such a weird thing. And he was like, we could use this for hypnosis. Like, what if like every time one of the guys winked, you went a little deeper into trance and with each one of their eyes closing, you went a little deeper for me. And he started using his trancey voice and we were 
were on the phone and I like felt myself going into trance, which was a new feeling for me. So I was like, um, something's happening, something's happening. Um, and he like recognized that that was what was going on. Took me a little deeper into the trance. Over the phone. Yeah. It's a really cool thing for long distance relationships, actually, because you don't need to be physically together. Wow. Yeah. Like it's sometimes better to be physically together because you can read the person a little bit better. But especially if the person's really like auditorily minded, like you don't need it. I can just like hear him talking in his trancey voice and I get really like. when Just when he drops into that yeah. tone oh, of the voice. It's, it's very good. You just start to. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it's it's really fun for DS because like when someone gets you into trance, like obviously you're not going to do anything that like you wouldn't want to do. And like you negotiate in advance what you want to do in the scene. But like it's it's like an intense form of DS because they're controlling you from like inside your own brain, kind of controlling your mind. Yeah, because isn't correct me if I'm wrong, isn't the whole thing with just being hypnotized in any context Kind of like you can only be hypnotized if you want to be right. hypnotized. Yeah, exactly. It's true? the way it's been explained to me. Trance is like an intense state of concentration, um, and so you can only really enter into it if you want to. Um, I mean, some people are more susceptible than others, but mm-hmm. like if you're resisting it, then you won't. It won't work. You just won't, no matter yeah. what. So there's yeah. no weird consenty yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's just like fun stuff that you are fully there and signed up for and like ready to be hypnotized and you you talk about it beforehand like any kink scene like you talk about what you do and don't want to feel and like my partner asked me about like my mental health conditions to know if there was anything that he should avoid uh and yeah it's it's really interesting (laughs) so what does one do okay so he gets you into the hypnotic kind of trance yeah uh yeah, and then there's there's a lot of stuff you can do. You can play with, like, intensifying sensations. Um, you can make someone more sensitive. You can make it so that, like, a non-sexual part of their body feels sexualized. Uh, one we did that was really fun for me was I get really shy about dirty talk, which is hard because, like, most of our relationship is, like, phone sex stuff. Um, so he, like, took away my verbal filter. He was just like, your subconscious is just going to push out all the filthy shit that you're thinking and I talked for like 40 minutes really? about all this like fantasy stuff that I was thinking about him. And he was really surprised because I don't usually say very much. I'm very shy. Wow. So. Okay. So what are you feeling in the trance? Are you there? Are you kind of where, where are you at? Can you remember what happened? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, I can almost always remember what happens. Like there are ways that they can like induce what's called hypnotic amnesia, which is where you forget. And that's like, it's consensual when you do that like it's for fun but um I usually can remember what happened and it's kind of this like warm relaxing feeling it sort of reminds me of like being very sleepy or like being in subspace a little bit Mm -hmm. um or even like being kind of high or drunk like everything's just like sort of slowed down and it's like very relaxing and it's actually like a state that I crave now when I haven't had it in a while like the same way I would crave like sexy things which is really interesting interesting so it's a sort of a high just being yeah. hypnotized let alone adding all these sexy fun layer things yeah on top of it yeah it's just like a nice feeling yeah I could do a scene that was just me being tranced like I don't yeah. necessarily need to do other stuff but the other stuff is fun too yeah I can imagine yeah just having somebody being control of you and yeah, yeah not necessarily needing to do anything like going forward from there but yeah. just the thought yeah having the person just be in control of your mind that would be yeah. like a a cool DS dynamic just yes. by itself like that. Yeah. And you can use it for like non-sexual things too. Like my partner installed a trigger in me where like if I say the phrase I'm a good girl, 
uh, <laughs> I just lit up a little bit when I said it. Um, he said it as a trigger that's supposed to make me feel um, like really accomplished and capable and positive and happy and like ready to face the day, uh, which is nice because like if I'm stressed out, he just texts me. He's like, tell yourself you're a good girl. And I look in the mirror and I say, I'm a good girl. <laughs> And I get like that a little bit. And it's so that's <laughs> happening to you right now when you're saying that. Phrase? It's yeah, it's really <laughs> I get just like giggly and I light up a little bit because <laughs> <laughs> that for sure happened. Yeah. That, but that was like the hypnosis thing. Yeah. I, w- I was like, I, I was like, I'm just going to try to say it normally because I'm on a show and you know, can't. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's good. I feel great now. <laughs> that's amazing. So have you ever done it when you're in person? Yes. Yeah. We've done it a couple times and it's definitely cool. You can you can do more stuff like uh, there's the induction, which is the way that they take you down into trance. Um, There's some inductions that use like touch or like your body. So like he would like lift up my arm and like drop it onto the bed and like me feeling how loose and relaxed my arm was kind of like took me deeper into trance. Mm -hmm. So there's cool stuff like that. Um, he did a thing one time where I would experience pain as pleasure, which like I'm already kind of masochistic, but yeah, like I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> but he, he was like spanking me and biting me, and I was like, he said my noises were different, like it was like pleasure noises, and I definitely it was, it was a different feeling. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so interested. Is there anything, any resources you can recommend for people that are interested in hypnokink? Yes. Like for me, I'm personally. <laughs> Yes, you should read this book called Mind Play. It's by this guy, Mark Wiseman. It's probably the best book out there that exists on it. It's like all the basics of erotic hypnosis from like consent negotiations to like all the fun stuff you can do and how to take someone into trance, how to take them out, how to make sure they're safe in there. Um, And some advice also for people who want to get tranced and and lots of other resources are listed in there. Are there any like safety concerns? Um, I I imagine that there are some yeah is there, are there things that you can think of that you need to be careful of before attempting or yeah I mean you want to be aware of someone's like mental health stuff and like if they have any particular triggers um anything that might make them uncomfortable or have any kind of negative reaction and also it's usually a good idea to set up safe words so like as part of the induction like you put in a suggestion that like if you're ever uncomfortable or like feeling weird you can say yellow or red mm-hmm. and um and that'll take you out of trance if it's like set up properly so so they have to put that in as a suggestion yeah. though cuz you in that trance state couldn't just you don't have the tools to say your safe word I think it I think it depends because like I've had times where I was going into into trance and then I suddenly felt uncomfortable for some reason and I felt myself come out of it Mm. um so it's interesting how your mind does have the ability to do that but the safe words are good too because you can also set up a safe word that's like green so like if something really good happens you might say green like automatically and then your partner knows that that's working for you yeah and to go further with that thing yeah 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 that's interesting because we were saying before with the hip hypnotizing just in general, you can't really do it if you're not into it and yeah. don't want to. Yeah. So the minute that you started feeling uncomfortable and mm-hmm. didn't really want to or wanted to get out, your mind does that, kind of does that for you a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's it feels like a sudden hit of like adrenaline or something where I can suddenly open my eyes. and Yeah. yeah. Brains, eh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Um Okay, uh, another thing that we kind of <laughs> thought we might talk about is DDLG, baby. <laughs> uh, 
which two people who have no idea what that means. Yes. Okay. So DDLG stands for Daddy Dom Little Girl. Uh, it's probably my biggest kink. Which oh, is it's up there. Yeah, yeah. It's like a big thing. And and like I still struggle a little bit sometimes with like weird feelings about it because like okay, so basically like DDLG is like a kink for like wanting to be in a certain type of DS dynamic where like there's a daddy dom who doesn't necessarily have to be male. Um Oh, I know girl daddies. Yes. yes so love hot. a female yeah, daddy yeah, or femme yeah. daddy. Yeah. Uh but the idea is that like basically like it's a more nurturing or kind or supportive style of dominance than like the traditional media model of a dominant person so like if they're being mean or like punitive it's usually like in the best interest of the submissive um trying to improve them or make them better and that works better for me because like i don't really respond well to like punishment or people being mean to me like humiliation isn't really my thing or anything like that some types are for me but generally i need to be like the most encouraged (laughs) yeah yeah especially like like, when i'm subspacey like criticism is really hard for me yeah me too totally yeah yeah yeah, yeah, positive reinforcement is where it's at (laughs) totally and that lends itself to uh DDLG. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely have like a praise kink. Like I like feeling like I'm useful and precocious and good and smart and capable. And so I really, really like that style of dominance. Um, And it's it's cool because it's something that can spread into the rest of your relationship in your life as well if you want it to. Like it doesn't just have to exist in the bedroom. Um, So like my partner, who's my daddy, um, helps me with my productivity and checks in on me to make sure I'm taking my vitamins and stuff like that. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a... Kind of a 24 7 yeah. situation. Yeah. yeah. And it makes me feel a lot like stronger and like more supported. And um, he enjoys it too. Like he gets something out of that that he doesn't get from the rest of his life, which is nice. Yeah. What's the best part about DDLG? Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, like, uh, it's really hot. I mean, like, <laughs> so, so there's that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's funny because, like, I used to think that I was into this type of relationship, but I was like, I don't know how I feel about the word daddy. Like, I don't know mm. that it really does it for me. And then I think it was actually just one of those things where, like, something turns you on so much that it almost feels like a repulsion at first. Like, it's like you you know you have some feel. Yeah. I mustn't. That's the thing. And, like, I don't want to, like, touch the thing. Um, <laughs> but then when I started doing it, I was like, oh, actually, I like this so much. Yeah. Yeah. Some people, yeah, about the daddy thing, mm-hmm. um, some people you know, might find that weird because yeah. you have a dad yeah. and people are like, that's incest <laughs> or age play, you know, yeah. like sex with minors is obviously a no-no. So like, yeah. what what do you have to say in relation to criticisms like that about DGLG? Yeah. Like, you know, people, stuff like that. People always think it's like about my actual dad. Yeah. I've never had a sexual feeling about my dad. That's no. really not what it is. Um, it's more about the archetype or the power dynamic. Um, and really, like, in the narratives of my fantasies, it doesn't really matter to me if this person is someone I'm thinking of as my literal father or, like, more of, like, a symbolic, like, stepfather kind of deal or whatever. Um 
it's it's really just more about the, the power dynamic. Um, and and I was talking to my partner about it about how like there are certain words that we don't like to use as part of that dynamic, like father and daughter, because those oh, are a yes. little too like literal. Yeah. Like doesn't do it for yeah. us. A daddy can be like a person that buys you things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a father is your father. Yeah. No. And I never call my real dad daddy. Like I think that that no. would feel super weird for me. Yeah. I feel like you'd have to choose a different thing than what you actually call your dad. Yeah. yeah. Like dad is what I call my dad. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I would never in a million years want to call <laughs> any person dad in a sexy It's such a different aesthetic. Dad. <laughs> Oh, dad. <laughs> That's not anything. <laughs> but there are people who like that, though. Like, like incest is, like, a kink. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, yeah, that said. Yeah. There are lots of people that would want to call a person the same thing they call their dad. Yeah. Because it's just role play. Right. You don't, act, you're not actually with your dad or in any way. Yeah. Like, you're playing on that in yeah. the bedroom with another consenting adult. Yeah. Who's not related to you. <laughs> right. And it's in that context, fucking go for it. Yeah. The erotic charge is kind of from the taboo. So like some yes. of my age play fantasies are like, you know, maybe mom's in the next room and we don't want her to hear. So we're going to keep things quiet in here and it's just our little secret. And and so like that taboo and that secrecy is part of what's hot to me about it. But like really for me, it's about the nurturing dynamic and, and the feeling that someone is like trying to make me feel good like just you know and, and also punishing me but for like my own benefit. your own good yeah oh, that is my jam yeah doing something anybody doing anything to me for my own good yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's my number one yeah and I feel like that can work in like um I don't do DDLG specifically but I do a lot of like adjacent things mm -hmm. like a doctor patient or yeah like a masseuse masseur client yeah or like a sex worker client right or like right, a, right you know so a lot of things that have that same built-in kind of authority figure mm -hmm. uh big older usually yeah. for me male identified mm -hmm. uh person yeah um and me being the reluctant uh, <laughs> like submissive yeah know, person that uh, is there <laughs> mostly for like for something so for my own good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm getting into the medical play stuff too. Oh god, I'm all about Ugh, the medical play. So good. I, I'm really into like those hysteria doctors from the Victorian era, oh, which that's... is again like giving you orgasms for your own good, but it's for this like very like medical context where like they almost didn't know that they were giving people orgasms no, like they I didn't think, think of it did, as such they? no it was just like you need this for like a medical condition so I'm gonna like rub your clit with my hands but it's like a medical procedure there's something that's very hot to me about that and like I don't quite know what it is but yeah it's good oh I can dig it yeah <laughs> I yeah love the doctor play the only thing I'm not into just because I don't find them comfortable is like the speculum play mm. I've started to like do some things with speculums in lots of different holes but, like I feel like they cut I, I love the mm. fantasy of them yeah but they feel cutty to me. Yeah, I don't know why they make them like that. You would I think, think, like, they go in very sensitive areas. Like, yeah, can it not be coated in silicone even? Yeah, like, what? why? Can it not be just dipped in <laughs> some nice silicone? I don't know. It's 2018. We have the technology. Why are they all metal? I don't know. Uh, some are plastic, I'm sure. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll try just a hard plastic one. That'd probably even be a little better. Hopefully, yeah. But, like, I, I want to I want to play with them, but I don't like <laughs> 
You'll, you got to find the speculum that's right for you. I do. I think I need to look around, guys. Holler at me. <laughs> you know, spec Rex. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Um, I feel like we should take a little break in which I should read some commercials cool, from cool. some fantastic sponsors. We have uh, two fantastic sponsors happening today. One is a friend of mine who has an amazing sex toy business. And for the month of February here on the podcast, it is Love Crafters. They're a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that offers products like strap-on compatible tentacle dildos. What? <laughs> Dragon egg Benoit balls, unicorn uh, dildos, squid butt plugs. These things are geeky, playful, and body safe and handmade using platinum grade silicone. If you want to hear more about uh, this awesome artist, I interviewed them on episode 89. That was kind of more of a self-plug than, <laughs> than like a commercial for Lovecrafters. But uh, Shay is absolutely amazing. Um, if you want to go one step further than just kind of finding out about the company and you want to purchase these whimsical sex toys, check out the Lovecrafters Etsy shop or head on down to our full sponsors website, comeasyouare.com. Speaking of Come As You Are, um, this episode has also been brought to you by the worker owners of Come As You Are. They have the peculiar distinction of being the world's only worker-owned cooperative sex shop, and they have feminist and anti-capitalist values, and they only carry products that they truly believe in and at the lowest price possible. If you enter coupon code BEDPOST when you check out at comeasyouare.com, you will receive a 15% discount. And don't forget that shipping on orders over $50 is free in Canada. That's B-E-D-P-O-S-T when you visit comeasyouare.com. Have you ever, uh, you know about Come As You Are? Yeah, I love them. Yeah, I have so much stuff from them. <laughs> Totes. Yep. I lost my plug. That's all right. Uh, speaking of toys... Um, you also, uh, have been reviewing toys for what? Like six, six years? years. Yeah. It's a long time. I have you, too many toys. Yeah. You have a lot of toys. Yeah. Yeah. You want to see some toys? I'd love to see some toys. Okay. So the first thing, which was fun to walk down the streets of Toronto with this sticking out of my bag. Oh my God. Um, this is a billiard banger, which is an impact toy from a now defunct Canadian company called Kink Machine Works. And it's just like... Just you can get hit with a billiard ball. Wow, that it. You that, want me to? You want me to? Yeah, yeah. That yeah. <laughs> I mean, looking at it, I'm like, now what? Now what in the world is that going to feel like? But it's it feels, very. It's like a punch. Like it's very yeah. thuddy. It's just yeah. There's no high end on that. Yeah. No. Oh wow! <laughs> and look at the the jacked handle. Like this is a hardcore piece of machinery. I think you could probably insert the handle, but I don't know. Well, you could insert. Any part of it. Yeah, I don't know if you ever want to get, like, fucked with a billiard ball, but, like... But you can now. Yeah, you could. You could. Lovely. Wow, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's pretty unique. I like taking it to kink events and stuff, because people are always like, what is that? What even is it? Does that... How badly, like, does that bruise? I feel like that's, like, a deep kind of a soreness. Yeah, I don't find it that. bruises me. I find that it leaves spots that still hurt days later. Yeah. yeah but no yeah, bruises, yeah. which is kind of, like... I'm not sure how I feel about that. I like the bruises. The bruises are kind of a yeah. nice uh, memento. Yeah. 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 Where where would the best places to get kind of hit with that? Mm, I mean, the butt's a classic. A classic. Yeah. <laughs> like the thighs. Um, yeah, thighs, yeah. Arms and legs are good. Yeah. Uh, I could see probably like upper chest might be good. That would hurt a lot probably though, but yeah. But yeah, sometimes that's the idea. Yeah. <laughs> 
Amazing. I love it. <laughs> yep. Uh, I brought one of my favorite dildos. It made yeah. my bag very heavy on the way over here. Yeah. You probably know this one. Yeah. This is Enjoy. This is the Enjoy 11. Wow. Um, so called because it's 11 inches long. Yes. Um, and people are always like, how do you fit that whole thing in you? I'm like, you don't. You don't, don't You ask. can't. <laughs> Why would I put the venture to put the entire, <laughs> just the entirety of the toy inside myself? I don't know. You would have no handle left. Yeah, there's I... no string attached. I can't like tampon it out. It's really odd. Yeah, it's really Man. pretty. So this is stainless steel. Yep, it's heavy very heavy. As fuck, heavy as fuck. Yeah. Okay, and what do we got? Two different ends going on here. Yeah, one of them has a 1.75 inch diameter. The other is two inches. So it's it's pretty big. Uh, it's this is so heavy. <laughs> it's I know it's great. Uh, I love uh, having partners use this on me because it makes them feel really strong and powerful and capable. Um, it takes a strong, it powerful person just to. Just to heft it, yeah. Just Getting in your bicep curls, right? Yes, like <laughs> truly, you do have to be strong. Yeah, yeah. Oh my it's god, so beautiful. And there's some ridges on the other side. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really really good. It does good G spot things. G spot. Yeah. A spot. Yes, actually, this end is very A spotty. We talked the last time I was on about the anterior fornix, which yes. is one of my favorite spots, and it's really good. I also really like that if you take uh, pictures of it, you can get like a reflection of yourself. <laughs> So you want to make sure you're wearing clothes if you want to be wearing clothes in those pictures. I've made that mistake many times. Yeah, or just like I'm in like pajamas or something and I'm oh, like, oh, yes. that's not sexy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man. Is this one of your this is one of your favorite all time? I think so. Choice. Yeah. I mean, like I tried it once. I like borrowed a sex blogger friends 11 because I was just curious about it. And I was immediately like, I need this, which is awful because it's so expensive. Yeah. How um, much around would that retail for? Usually like 300. Wow. I got mine for 180 with like some really good sales and like watching and paying attention to when the sales were coming up. But it's still that's expensive. 180 yeah. is still expensive. But this is going to I mean, this isn't going to break. No, Ever. I will be buried with this. <laughs> this is an heirloom. <laughs> yep, yep. Wow. And stainless steel, so mm -hmm. it's non-porous. Yep, you can use any kind of lube with it. Yep. Um, temperature play, really if good. you want to. Yeah, it can be very startlingly cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to do the old... Yeah. Breathe on it with the stethoscope yeah. situation. I'm kind of into it though. Like you can like roll it on someone's body or whatever while they're blindfolded or tied down or whatever. Like <laughs> this kind of sensation. Play. Yeah, yeah. It's also he this heavy ass. It's so heavy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And there's other versions of this that are not quite as. <laughs> I mean, they they do make some other toys that are smaller. They do the pure wand, which is like probably the all time best G spot toy. Yeah. This is also great for impact play. You got to be careful. Yeah, but you can like hit say, someone. This is like the same as like your eight ball. There. Yeah, like this would create that same sort of thuddiness. Yeah, if you wanted to, it's great. So you're gonna say you have to be careful. Yeah, so. well, because like usually with an impact toy, you would want a handle so that it doesn't like fly out of your hand. Oh, this like yeah. it kind of it's just like it's gonna be a little slippery. So you want to just like really keep a firm grip on it. But yeah, you can like beat the shit out of someone with yes. this. Yeah, but you're right. You could so easily drop that. Yeah. Um, on someone's foot or something like that. Yeah, I've like almost broken a lot of things by dropping my eleven on them, like like uh, my sink and stuff like that. It, it was all fine, but like tile floor. Yeah, yeah, I'm just always like, oh no. You don't want to drop this on your foot or anything either. No. It's very, very heavy. <laughs> 
that's so pretty. Oh my yep, god, yep, love it. Yep, yep. I can't believe you hauled that over here. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> On the TTC. Yep, yep. <laughs> Fun times. <laughs> uh, another thing I have is this. Um, Leather Cuff by our local Toronto folks, the Unicorn Collaborators. Yes. Do you know those? Are these made from bike? Uh, no, this is actually leather. This is leather. Um, so you wear it as a, like a bracelet, but then what's cool is that the cuffs, you can just do that, and then you and have then like bondage. Yeah, wrist cuffs. I really like anything that's like femi, like fashion-y, that's also kinky. I noticed uh, you have a lovely collar on today. I do. Who's, who makes that? That's my L'Amour Propre. <laughs> Yeah, it was a very romantic moment. I like knelt in this like gorgeous hotel room and he put it on my neck and we both cried and it was really <laughs> sweet. <laughs> yeah, kink is beautiful. <laughs> it's very romantic because it has the heart ring. I know, it has I know. That lovely heart ring there. I love it. Gorgeous, yeah. yeah. Oh, so sorry. Going back to <laughs> this lovely unicorn collaborators. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a double double bracelet. Yeah, they call it the double duty cuff. Double duty cuff. So it's yeah. like a cool little double bracelet. Yeah. And then kind of folds out. Yeah, I, I really like wearing it just like when I'm going to an event where I think impromptu bondage might happen. Yeah. Um, and it's great because you can like be pinned like up here with it or like you can like have your wrist behind your back or however somebody wants you. It's very useful. However, somebody <laughs> to feel like wanting yep, you in that yep, moment. Yep. Very lovely. And I, yeah, I like wearable. I like the yes. wearable uh, kind of fashion element as well. Yeah. So you can wear that and people who are kinky will be like, ah, mm -hmm. okay, I yeah. know you, I see you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's kind of weird now because like kink accessories are like in fashion now. So are like, they, do you think? You can get like collars what? and stuff at like Forever 21, places like, like that. Like an O-ring or a D-ring Yeah, color? like they, like, I think it's because Fifty Shades of Grey is so in. Like, there's, like, a kinky aesthetic that's, like, sweeping the nation. Um, and I had a partner who was, like, Dommy, who was like, I don't know who to flirt with anymore. Everybody's wearing these collars. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting point. By the way, um, your episode of the Dildorks, where you just watched Fifty Shades and bashed it. <laughs> I could, okay, watch more movies, please, on the podcast. <laughs> Because I honestly love that. Like, I put a podcast in when I'm traveling anywhere. I do. I work, like, way in the West End. So, like, I've got mm -hmm. a long travel. That was so nice to just, like, have that on. <laughs> oh, good. I was really worried people like, wouldn't like that. Like, no, it was awesome. Like, put on the secretary and do that. I don't think or, we would have as many angry feelings about no. secretary. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. That's actually a good movie. Yeah. Whereas Fifty Shades oh yikes yeah by the end of that we were like so tired like because i've seen that movie we six so times tired. we were so tired it's exhausting i've seen that movie six times it's the worst movie i yeah the best time that i saw that movie i was sitting on top of a sibian and eating pizza and making fun of it with a bunch of sex bloggers which is like the only good way to watch that movie I yes think. yeah yeah what were the what were the other times six times <laughs> Do you remember I, each time? Yes, I, I saw time. it uh, in the movie theater with my mom because she unironically <laughs> wanted to see she it. She actually wanted to see it. And I got a little bit turned on and I was like, no. No. Um, and then I watched it uh, at a thing called Drunk Feminist Films that happens here in Toronto okay. where there's like drinking game rules like take a drink every time Christian does the exact opposite of something Anna told him to do. Yeah, I was going to say anytime he breaks consent, he'll yeah. be just plastered by the end of it. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was very drunk that night. Uh, and then I've watched it two times with sex bloggers making fun of it yep. one time for the podcast yep. and one time with a partner who was curious about it and i think we were making out through most of it because it was so boring that we You've just seen it five times yeah i mean 
it's just it's so bad. I never, I'm never gonna watch it again. I can't, yeah. I can't bring myself to do. It. <laughs> do you have anything else in your bag of tricks? I do, I do. <laughs> I brought you to show you this. This is a cutting board that I bought in a cooking shop in Rome. No. Yeah. So, yes. <laughs> so what's funny is I actually was like looking for a gift for my friend Bex, who I host the podcast with. Yes. Um, and they're really into impact play as well. So I was like looking at this. I was like testing it on my arm in this like fancy cooking shop in Rome. <laughs> uh, my mom came over and she was like, "Is that for Bex?" And I was like, "Yep." Oh wow. Uh, so she then I knows you. Yeah. So I bought one for Bex, and then when I got back to Canada, my mom like gave me this so she had like bought me the same one as, as like a an, as an impact toy yeah oh my god she knows me very well that's so awesome that's so beautiful i really yes. really like how like smooth and like heavy and thuddy it is i love the like pattern of the wood on yeah it. it is yeah. just a yeah smooth this like matte soft finish yep wow does now because it's not made to be engineered <laughs> mm -hmm. for spanking. Mm -hmm. Is it a pretty good impact toy? Yeah, it's actually become one of my favorites. Because <laughs> yeah. it's it's pretty thick. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bit of slap though. Like, yeah, I yeah. like that about it. It's yeah. it's well balanced. It's like it was designed for that. <laughs> really? Have you ever used anything else as a that's not purposefully so meant? many things? Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> Wooden spoons are good. Uh, books are really good. I really like to use books that are like thematically relevant in some way. So like a hardcover copy of Lolita is fantastic oh for me. Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, that's yeah. great. <laughs> and this matches your you put on you put this on. I'm, I'm yeah, guessing. Yeah, I, I like little... to hang toys from from places on on my wall sometimes. And it matches with everything you're wearing today. Yeah, yeah, very blue. <laughs> very blue. Oh my god, I love that. A book. <laughs> Yeah, it's just fun to think about, like, all the different books you could use for different scenes. Like, uh, if you were doing a medical play scene, you could use, like, the DSM or something. Yeah, you could use, like, a medical textbook yeah. or something. Yeah. Oh, my God. You could have them read passages to you in between. Oh. Yeah, it's good. Oh, that's so good. You know, really opens up the possibilities. Oh. <laughs> and that, I love that because I love being made to do like mental tasks mm. while I'm being stimulated, like to try mm -hmm. and, you know, they're, they're trying to uh, phase me and get me to, it, it, I'm trying to concentrate. They're, they're, I'm pretty good at like concentration and not being like fluffed, like mm -hmm. if something happens. So... I really like being given like something to read aloud. Mm. Like I've got to read it as steadily and as in control as possible, mm. or like recite something from memory or something mm. while like stimulation is being received to me. Like, yeah, I love that. I like being worked, like mm. being put to work. Yeah, <laughs> I I play uh, musical instruments, and I've long had a fantasy of like playing piano while someone is doing some kind of stuff to me, and like getting punished if I mess up a note or something. Like that would be fun. Yes. What <laughs> instrument? Uh, well, like piano would be good for that. I think that like I also play the ukulele and guitar, but I feel like those would not lend themselves quite Translate. as well. It's it's harder to like get in there. But <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You, do, you are a lovely ukulele player. Thank and you. A lovely singer. Thank you. <laughs> it reminds me, I gotta have you back at the stage show yeah. at some point. I would love that. I have more sexy songs. You yeah. have more songs. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Did you write some about some of your kind of experiences over this past? 
Yeah. Yeah, it was funny. I uh, I actually like wrote a kinky song before I ever even like started identifying as kinky. Like I was just kind of like exploring it and when I would play it for people I would be like this is sort of about a fictional character or a fictional situation and and then I started to realize like no, this is definitely about me actually. <laughs> so it was a fun like creative way to kind of explore that headspace before like diving into it in real life. That's absolutely amazing. Um what was one of the other things I had on my list? To talk Did to you want to talk about spreadsheets? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, there's a thing. Okay. <laughs> Tell me about this. You wrote an article with what magazine? Glamour. With Glamour. Mm-hmm. Um, telling them about your... Sex spreadsheet. Your orgasm, your... Yeah. Your sex spreadsheet. Yeah. This is geeky. It's, yeah, it Beyond. Is. It's really... Sex it's, geeky. It's very extra, Yeah. <laughs> I, so for a year, I kept a sex spreadsheet, which was all my partnered sexual encounters, and then also an orgasm spreadsheet, which was a separate thing, which was every single orgasm I had, including ones by myself. Um, <laughs> Two spreadsheets. Yes. Uh, even, the one even just wasn't enough. Well, because I wanted to track like also like my masturbation, but like people always are like, why do you need this? And like, like the really the main reason is that I'm a nerd. Like I just find it interesting. To analyze it yeah. all and break it all down. But also like as a sex writer, it's really good to have a reference to be like oh what toys did I use that one night six months ago with that person Um, and like how many times did I come and stuff like that Uh, so that's good to have but then I also found it interesting as like um, it gave me information that helped me change my sex life for the better so like I started to notice that like I never come during one night stands like not that orgasm is the only measure of like having a good time sexually but mm-hmm. I was like maybe I don't like one night stands that much yeah. so I decided to not have them anymore. Yeah if, if you're like I would like to have an orgasm with this person yeah. on this one night stand you're like oh yeah that's not quite as likely yeah so maybe I will choose another person to you know yeah. play with tonight if I'm looking for an orgasm yeah that type of an experience yeah. or then I would look at other factors that might contribute to me having an orgasm so like being at my own house is really good because I have anxiety so like knowing where all my stuff is yeah. having uh, access to vibrators is really good so like I maybe don't want to have sex with people who I don't know their stance on vibrators because some people get really weird about that um, so it was Which, why, but yes, I know. Well, I've had do. people be like, it feels weird. And I'm like, my pleasure feels weird. Okay, cool. <laughs> Glad to know we're both in this for a good time. Uh, That's the, great. Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. So I learned a lot about myself and my sexuality from doing the spreadsheets. But this year I'm only doing the partnered sex one. I stopped doing oh, the so orgasm you, one. You are still going to continue it though. Yeah. Cause the, it's good to have the stats on like partnered sex. I find that really useful for my writing, but it, it was getting a bit annoying having to like make notes after every single orgasm I had. Cause oh, it would yeah. be like, I just want to like lay there and like fall asleep and I have to take out my phone and open up Google sheets and like <laughs> write a bunch of stuff. And it was just, it was a bit much. Forget afterglow. Yeah. Just- <laughs> Get right, get right to working. <laughs> so tell me what what kind of things, what kinds of things are on this spreadsheet? What are you keeping track of? Yeah, uh, I think probably my favorite thing that I kept track of was in the orgasm one, and it was like, it, it was a column titled "Fantasy Fodder." So it was whatever I was thinking about or reading or watching. And the thing that I liked about it was that it was really, like, humbling because often the thing that you're thinking about, like, right before you come is, like, deeply embarrassing. Yes, 
Yes. Yeah. I because I, I heard you talk about this um, probably on the Dilworks, I yeah. would imagine. Um, and yeah, I started to really kind of analyze my own thoughts. Yeah. Like, like the thought. Yeah. The phrase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so funny how the same ones come back over and over again. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. the same thing said a couple different ways. Yeah. <laughs> we probably have some in common, honestly. <laughs> I like went through the whole year and made notes about like what the most common ones were and it it's it was really interesting com- to compare that with like what actually happens in my real sex life and see like how different my fantasy life is so like I watch a ton of blowjob porn mm-hmm. um and like I, I give a fair amount of blowjobs but I just <laughs> I don't think that they turn me on in quite the same way when I do them in in real life as opposed to when I'm watching porn of them which the is like of them. yeah just like a weird brain thing no, that, I think that's true for a lot of things for me mm-hmm. that it's it stays in fantasy land and then mm-hmm. you know I'll do it in a, a scene and, and it'll be like okay well you know, and I'll give it another shot. Like, yeah. I won't just do it the one time and be like, nope, I guess, <laughs> I guess I don't like that thing. But yeah, a lot of things are kind of more fun in fantasy land rather yeah. than actually practicing them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good to, like, have a sense of that. So you have realistic expectations. Yeah. 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 So the thought, yeah. what else was on there? The toy or the method? Yeah. So I would write, like, what vibrator I was using, if any, or, like, what dildo. Um and, and that was interesting to see, like, which toy... Because, like, as a sex toy reviewer, I have so many toys. So it was cool to be like, which ones do I actually use? And yeah. really, it's, like, almost always the same, like, five to ten ones that are just, like, stand the test of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would imagine... The, the, like, I think I would be a terrible, ter- terrible sex toy reviewer. <laughs> it's a mouthful. Um, <laughs> because I only... <laughs> I only like like three toys. Yeah, yeah. And then you compare everything else to those toys, and like, yeah. And of course, yeah. they're all crap next to my favorite yeah. three toys. Yeah, you've got to have a really open mind. I try. It's very hard. I'm I'm kind of over doing sex toy yeah. reviews. At least for shitty toys, I imagine. Yeah. Like, are there some toys where you're just like, no, I won't. No, I don't even want it for free. Yeah. Like, I I won't review toys that are not body safe. Yeah, um, yeah, right. Yeah, and like I, I don't like to review vibrators that don't have good motors because I'm like, it's just going to feel like every other vibrator with a shitty motor. Like, why would I waste my time with this? You yeah, know? what percentage of sex toys <laughs> manufactured do you think are just garbage? Oh, it's got to be at least 95%. Yeah, do you honestly think that yeah. high? Yeah. Yeah. Totally, because like the big companies that make the shitty stuff are making more than any other companies. They're just pumping them out. Yeah. yeah. They're not being tested, product yeah. tested. Yeah, there are so few companies who make really good stuff, and it's it's tends to be all the like luxury higher end stuff, which hopefully will be less true in the coming years. Like hopefully there'll be more accessible price points for better toys, because yeah. it sucks to be like you could get a shitty toy or you could get something great, but it's going to be like four or five times the price. Like yeah. it's really discouraging for folks. So, yeah, there's got to yeah. be entry level toys. Yeah, I and mean, there's got to be good entry level toys. Yeah. Like, there are so many people I'm sure that buy don't have a lot of money and buy that under fifty dollar or under thirty dollar vibrator. Yeah, and they're just like, great, I hate sex toys, garbage. Like, yeah, and or even buy five toys mm-hmm. that are you know under fifty. And yeah, like, odds are like by the like percentage we were talking about, they could easily buy five pieces of crap <laughs> and just be like, great, so I hate vibrators. Yeah, like. Yeah, I, I, when I used to work sex toy retail, I used to like put one vibe in each hand of a person and and be like, you feel how this one's really buzzy and numbing, and this one's really rumbly, and like the vibrations penetrate into your flesh more, and like that's so much better. And like 
a lot of people don't know the difference between those two things. And like when you show them, then they they get it. But yeah. Yeah. They have to be shown it. Yeah. Because yeah. if you're like, yeah, if you say to somebody, this one's more rumbly, this one's more buzzy mm-hmm. that to a lot of people that means absolutely nothing yeah and what you're talking about is like the frequency of the vibration yeah and that's like such basic info but like people are not taught how to shop for sex toys no so they do end up buying shitty stuff and yeah, people are taught nothing about sex toys yeah. they they think that they're buying a thing in a store and that means it's not gonna harm you yeah and be the worst piece of garbage ever <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then they get chemical burns but that is untrue yeah yeah because this is uh, I'm maybe thinking of this is because I was just listening to your episode on this <laughs> literally on the way over um but it, people just aren't there's no conversation about it in the mm-hmm. public kind of consciousness yeah um so they just don't know they're just buying crap or they're buying this the overhyped yeah toys. yeah yeah right. we just did an episode about overrated yeah. sex toys yeah because we had just tried the new cowgirl which is like a, a ripoff of the sibian mm-hmm. um so we wanted to talk about toys that we think are overhyped and uh there's a lot of them because people don't want to talk about it. and like i think that that's why sex toy reviewers are doing really important work not to toot my own horn excessively but yeah. there's a lot of us and i think it is really important because like you should be able to do research on a thing you're thinking about buying and, and read what people thought of it and get honest opinions on of it course, especially if you're spending a lot of money on yeah. it then like yeah and and you the thing with sex toys is that you can't try it and then not like it and return it yeah so you're you could be spending a lot of money on something that's doing absolutely nothing for you mm-hmm. what do you think about like Sex toys are obviously going to work differently for every body, mm-hmm. right? So how do you account for that when you're doing, like, a review? Um, because that's a, a toy, say you're giving a great review to it, that's a toy that works with your body and that yeah. you enjoy and hits all these things for you that are important mm-hmm. to you as an individual. Yeah. Um, how does that... Couldn't someone read that and be like, ah, that's a great toy and I'm buying it? And it's like, well... yeah. Well, it worked I, for me. I try to be really transparent about my own body and my own preferences so that people can find me. And if if they think that our bodies have things in common, then maybe my recommendations will be more useful to them. So I talk about how, like, I really like A-spot stimulation, which means I like really deep penetration. Or, like, um, I tend to like rumbly vibrations externally. Um, my friend uh, Lily from DangerousLily.com actually has this, okay. like, sex toy reviewer directory where people fill out stuff about their preferences like how strong of vibrations they tend to need and what kind of penetration they tend to like so you can like find someone whose body and matches recommend yours. a reviewer yeah that likes the similar toys that yeah. you would like it's... that's fucking genius i know i know that is so good <laughs> yeah uh because for me yeah another reason i would be so shitty at sex toy reviewing is because i like very specific things mm-hmm. and so many other things I'm just like no thank you (laughs) like I like a very you know specific type of stimulation yeah so it's like so many you know most of the sex toys out there will be a type of stimulation I'm just not into so yeah it's kind of interesting that interestlily.com do you say yeah (laughs) and what's cool about Lily is that she um she gets all sciency about the yeah. uh, about what's safe for you and what's not and she has a couple like experiments yeah is happening yeah because it's really gross because like if you put toxic toys in like a jar together or something they eventually will like melt together 
which you don't want that happening because that means that they're like off gassing in your body when you're using them. There are all these like known side effects health wise of using toys that have phthalates in them. Yeah, straight up. What are the side effects? What can happen to us over time if we're using a really shitty, shitty toy? Yeah. Over time. Uh, it's mainly um, they contain endocrine disruptors. So they mess with your reproductive system and your hormones, which can have a lot of effects, including stuff like infertility eventually yeah um but then like also the short-term effects are most of these toys are made of pvc which means that they contain chlorine so they can cause like skin irritation and chemical burns and um you don't want to get chlorine inside your orifices so like that's the last place you want chlorine yeah i didn't know that until i just like researched a story on this like a few months ago and talked to a bunch of chemists and everything and they told me yeah pvc always has chlorine in it that's what the c stands for and i was like what like nobody knows this like nobody talks about this yeah yeah Damn, my pvc doctor outfit i mean i think it's okay externally maybe if you had like very sensitive skin then i wouldn't recommend it but like yeah. definitely you don't want to be sticking that stuff inside yourself <laughs> i won't roll it up and use it yeah, no. until no, my doctor <laughs> lab jacket doesn't seem like it would feel good there are better things you could use <laughs> but i want to use this <laughs> so weird because uh, like I mean, there's a lot of conversation, thankfully, that's happening kind of nowadays about toys being body safe for Mm -hmm. you. Like one of the reasons that Red Tent Sisters no longer has a storefront is because they're like at the time, 10 years ago, 10 to like 12 years ago, there wasn't any there weren't any body safe products like in stores, really. Mm -hmm. Like it was very select stores. Yeah, there would be like Tantus and like Happy Valley. There would be like a few kind of a few. But they're like and we offered we didn't sell anything that wasn't bought completely body safe and yeah. like totally vetted for you. And they're like, one of the reasons we don't have the storefront anymore is because those are now readily available mm-hmm. in a lot of different stores, even just like here in Toronto. Yeah. Um, which is great. A good thing that uh, that's because becoming kind of more uh, people are becoming more aware of it. Yeah. Um, but uh, you, you still have to know what you're looking for when you go into a store, though, because like you can't necessarily trust that like the salespeople at a particular store are going to know their stuff with regards yes. to body safety. Or even if they do, they might try to sell you something that's not great for you. Yeah. So you kind of have to do your research ahead of time. Yeah. Which is annoying. But I mean, it's good. that. But there's... you're also putting it in yourself and there could be. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the thing I was going to say was like that people may not realize what using a toy that is not body safe for you actually might do to you. So many things. Yeah. <laughs> so many awful like, things. Because just the concept of body safe or not body safe, they're like, okay, well, I, I need to get the cheaper one, so I'm going to get that. But some people don't actually think that like, yeah. it could give you cancer. It could yeah. make you infertile. Like, serious shit. Yeah. And like, not even just the material stuff, but like, even poorly designed toys can be really bad. Like, butt plugs without a proper base. Like, there, there's a butt plug in the Fifty Shades of Grey official collection where the base is like so flimsy. I was like, I'm gonna end up in an emergency room if I use this. I thought you were gonna say when you're like, there's a butt plug. <laughs> there's a butt plug somewhere inside me <laughs> that I've just never. It's still in there. Just, it's just a part of me now. <laughs> this is my life. <laughs> It happens, though. Uh, oh, yeah, it happens. Speaking and that's not red, good for you. No, speaking of Red Tent Sisters, she's like, one of the first things I ever tried putting in my butt got stuck. Oh. And, like, I had to spend, like, a good couple hours in the washroom trying to, like, oh, fucking bear down and 
get it out of there. That's, fine. That's serious. That's really bad. Yeah. I, I once got a glass egg stuck in, in my vagina. Um, <laughs> what a sentence. It was what? honestly, it was one of the low points of my sex toy reviewing career. I was so scared. <laughs> the thing with vaginal, though, it'll come out eventually because gravity, yeah. right? But I was panicking. Oh, I was like, yeah. what if it never comes oh, out? yeah. It was so far up there. Oh, no. <laughs> so what did you do? Did you squat it out? Like get in the tub and squat? <laughs> it's like I had my partner at the time try to help me get it out. And he just kind of like pushed it deeper by accident. Oh, shit. Eventually I kind of like laid on my stomach with like one leg folded up underneath me. And it kind of like slid out yeah. after a certain amount of time. But the thing I thought was so funny was that like my partner who was helping me with this the whole time, <laughs> he was hard like the entire time. <laughs> And I was like, are you getting turned on because I'm distressed? I'm having a panic attack. Is this fun for you? And he was literally dying right now. He was like, I'm touching your vag. Like, what do you want? I was a little little miffed about that. I know you couldn't control it. Yeah, sometimes the, yeah. I'm just so hot. Like, obviously. My vagina is just. Oh, God. Um, have we even said that your name is Girly Juice? Uh, my name is Kate Sloan. My blog is Girly Juice. <laughs> Actually, my name is Kate. Thank you for um, Why don't you, we're getting about at time. Why okay. don't you tell people where, what, who, yeah, how. All the stuff. All your yeah. things. There's so many things. Okay, yes. so I've had this sex blog called Girly Juice. It's at girlyjuice.net. Uh, I write about sex, kink, relationships, fashion, beauty, mental health, a whole bunch of different things. Um, I also am a journalist by trade, so all of the rest of my writing is at katewritesaboutsex.com. And I have a podcast called The Dildorks, which is at thedildorks.com, and you can find it on iTunes, St- uh, Stitcher, all those places. Uh, that's probably it. That's, that's probably, probably good. <laughs> yeah. You're on all the usual platforms like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah. Follow me on Twitter follow for rants about my genitals and also updates on what I'm doing. <laughs> I am girly <laughs> underscore juice. Amazing. And everyone, this has been Kate Sloan. Thank you for having me. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. <laughs> And I'm Erin Pym, and this has been the Bed Post Podcast. Check back weekly, everybody, because we release a new episode every Friday. And if you want to rate and review the podcast on iTunes while you're there, I'll love you forever. If you're in Toronto and want to see the Bed Post Sex Show, uh, the Variety Stage Show runs at the Social Capital Theatre the third Friday of every month at 8, and on the last Tuesday of every month at 9 at the Super Wonder Gallery. For more info on everything Bed Post, you can follow us on social media or give us uh, uh, give us a... Uh, click <laughs> to the website that's what I meant to say bedpost.ca if you want to shoot me an email email you can do so at thebedpostsexshow at gmail.com and uh, wrapping up here I want to give a big shout out to Eggplant Media and the folks at the Pacific Junction for making our YouTube content possible hooray and lastly the Bedpost podcast features original music by Steph Copeland who can be reached at her website stephcopelandmusic.com Thank you, Kate. Thank you. Bye, everybody.